This is the Lingaholics Podcast with Cody, Marcus, and Ian, where we dive deep into conversations about the experiences and endeavors of the language learning life. On this pod, we feature a wide variety of guests and topics with nonstop passion and nonstop fun. There's no last call for Linga Hall, so come on in and join the show. Je me tire, me demande pas pourquoi je suis parti sans motif. Parfois je sens mon cœur qui s'endurcit. C'est triste à dire, mais plus rien ne m'attriste. Laisse-moi partir loin d'ici. Pour garder le sourire, je me disais qu'il y a pire. Si c'est comme ça, bah fuck la vie d'artiste. Je sais que ça fait cliché de dire qu'on est pris pour cible. Mais je veux le dire juste pour la rime. Je me tire dans un endroit où je serai pas le suspect. Après, je vais changer de nom comme Cassius Clay. Un endroit où j'aurai plus besoin de prendre le mic. Un endroit où tout le monde s'en tape de ma life. Je me tire. Je suis parti sans motif Parfois je sens mon cœur qui s'endurcit C'est triste à dire mais plus rien ne m'attriste Laisse-moi partir loin d'ici Pour garder le sourire je me disais qu'il y a pire Si c'est comme ça va bah, faut que la vie d'artiste Je sais que ça fait cliché de dire qu'on est pris pour cible Mais je veux dire juste pour la rime Code. Did you consent, dude? Yes, I did. Yeah. Hey, Hello, c'est le temps. Uh, bon. c'est le temps. The podcast. Welcome in, everybody. This is episode 41 of the Lingaholics podcast. Also, the beginning, the new dawn of year number two for this little podcast. We keep going and going, folks. This is where it all comes together with the languages uh, week to week. We keep on rolling, guests some weeks. Uh, speaking of guests, uh, not today, but we got a return guest coming next week. The one and only uh, Azrin, the language nerd from Calgary, Alberta. He's going to be coming back on the pod for a second uh, show. So look forward to that. Make sure you uh, check us out on Apple, Spotify, all the platforms. Share it with your friends. And here we go, boys. Let's kick off the second year of the pod and i don't know it's been a fun well i've been a i got a little uh, unique living situation for the time being but uh uh it's been fun lots of languages still happening uh shout out to everyone at the polyglot gathering i signed up didn't really participate in any of the chat rooms watched a few talks and uh it's back online again so it is what it is but the they're supposed to be in poland next year like they were supposed to be last year so the road road to poland is still on rolling and yeah let's uh let's chat with the fellas let's kick this year off so uh sporting his new uh accessory in his podcast studio in ontario we've got senor sueco who's nice and relaxed laid back so senor kick us off the, sorry guys i just, was just new... freaking out it's just reacting to, so happened? i got in in the background here i got the, the stanley cup playoffs oh, are, yeah, yeah. are, are on, on and I got, I got the maple leaves canadians game on in the background and it looked yes. like spezza no no carrie price the goaltender for montreal just made the save of the century the save With of the, the century the... on uh spezza so that's why <laughs> i was reacting the yes. listeners can't see it, but I was going crazy in the in the background here. Anyway, no, it's a good time to be alive here in Ontario. The weather is fantastic. Uh, I've been outside all week, almost all weekend. 
uh, went to the beaches here on Lake Ontario yesterday, had a good time. And, you know, I've been doing a lot of languages, mostly French, like a good Canadian immigrant <laughs> studying French a lot, which has been nice. So I had a class with a fellow Canadian uh, guy from Chum from um, Quebec yesterday, which was a good time. Uh, and now we're French. And then I've, you know, been listening to a lot of podcasts. I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos. I've been really getting into those uh, history uh, videos on YouTube again, you know, like the history when they showed the map. So mm-hmm. it's a map and then they have yeah. like the year up top and then it goes through, it goes in chronological order and then they change the the geopolitical like boundaries on the map and mm. they show exactly how nations were oh, created and dissolved. Yes, and they have little graphics that represent like uproars, revolutions and wars and stuff like that. And, you know, that's super interesting because I learned, for example, all about the Israel-Palestine history. I learned all about the colonization of of South America and and whatnot, which so, you know, I really enjoy doing that. And that's the beautiful thing about languages is that you can do two things at the same time. You can learn about history and you can learn you can learn languages at the same time, which is really nice. So I enjoyed doing that. So I did that a lot this weekend. Um, what else? Yeah, mostly French, a little bit of Spanish too. You know, um, I, I have these podcasts that I listen to regularly. So, you know, just catching up on the latest in the in the Spanosphere. Um, what else? I haven't done any Russian this weekend. That's more of a going to work kind of thing, commuting to work, throw on some Russia, Russian Russian there. But, you know, that's going on. That's going pretty well, too. I'm really enjoying Russian. You know, I'm I'm in the car. I'm listening to Russian and I'm last, laughing my <laughs> ass off because I find it so funny. It just sounds so funny to me. Uh, yeah, so I'm enjoying that a lot. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Enjoying and watching a lot of hockey, doing a lot of languages and enjoying the nice weather here. Nice. Guys, with that uh, TV subscription you have, can you get all the French like hockey channels? On peut voir le, le match en français ouais. aussi, c'est vrai. Mais right now I'm in my, in, my, um, in my studio and in my studio, I don't have that TV subscription. But downstairs in the living room, yes, yeah. I can throw on the, the, the feed, the French feed, the Quebecois channels to watch the games. So, yeah, I do that when I can, right? Right on, right on. All so, right, man. yeah, when you can watch sports and learn languages at the same time, that's obviously optimal for me. That <laughs> Those are my two favorite things to do. We're fans. We're fans. Anyway, so with that being said, I'm going to throw it over to South Korea. Cody, dude, how are you, man? Yeah, I'm good. Um, yeah, just trying to enjoy my time here and... Um, yeah, I was uh, just figuring things out with my boss, just like for my departure date. And it looks like it'll it'll definitely be like before the third week of July or the third or fourth week. I, July, there's a lot of days in July, so I can't remember if it's the third or fourth week. But before the end of July, definitely I'll be I'll be coming home. Well, I'll be taking a vacation to Jeju Island and Seoul before I come home, which I'm super, super excited for because so I that, have that's like the Hawaii of South Korea, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, for maybe for people that don't know that Jeju Island is basically like the Hawaii of South Korea. And so yeah, I'll be hitting I'll, I'll be hitting there up for 
a few days and then going to Seoul and adventuring around there a little bit before I come home. And um, yeah, so I'm just really looking forward to that. I'm going to try to do a few day trips uh, for the rest of my time here in Gyeongju, maybe to places like Busan and Daegu. And it's funny, I was actually supposed to go hiking with my, um, with somebody in Daegu uh, on Saturday. And, <laughs> and this is a piece of advice for people just traveling in general. I made a really rookie mistake. I don't know why I did this. So when I went there a few weeks ago, I went to the train station and I bought, I just bought a train ticket at the station. Like I looked up the ton of departure times beforehand. And then I went to the train station to buy the ticket. And I went to go do that again on Saturday. And the, I, I couldn't really understand what the lady was saying, but she was either saying they were sold out or the train was going in a different direction. Like she kept saying Busan, like the train was going to Busan. I was like, oh, I don't want to get on the train to Busan. Why not, dude? Are you <laughs> zombies, to Busan? Man, there's zombies. Dude, there's zombies, man. It's a joke. <laughs> get on there. Okay, I, I didn't get Come that. On, I, I haven't watched Train to Busan, so I wouldn't know. Okay, okay. Well, for, you've seen the movie poster. Who... You've seen the movie poster, though. <laughs> oh, maybe. Yo, but I have a question. Though. Sorry, sorry. It's a bad though. joke. So, could, anyway. Could. Have you been to Busan? No, not yet. Not yet. You got to go to Busan, man. Come on, man. I know. I know. I have, I'm trying, but I want to find someone that I can hang out with beforehand. Yeah, why I'm, not go uh, alone and just walk around and check it out? Man, I'm just, I'm done doing things alone. It's no, boring. but that's not, yeah, but it's nice. It's still nice. When I was in Spain, it's still nice to take the train to a new place, walk around, throw on a podcast, and then just walk around the city and like enjoy the architecture and like the life there. That's what I, I do. I, I love doing that. I would still rather hang out with someone. Yeah, okay, fair enough. That's just my personal preference. You're a social creature, man. Yeah. And You're speaking like of that, um, another thing that I've been getting into lately since, like because of my lack of socialization is hello talk and mm -hmm. i like have really been like ramping ramping it up on there and i find that it's like it's just been it's been really cool i've been really getting into just like talking to people online again which is something that i've been like straying away from for the past few years i've been like almost, i don't, I don't want to say anti-technology but i've definitely been like um <laughs> another big save go ahead yeah sorry i'm reacting joe Thor jumbo joe thornton had a crazy play but okay keep going <laughs> okay so yeah i've just been um using hello talk a lot more lately and it's um yeah it's just been fun like chatting to people online i uh, on saturday because i i couldn't go to daegu so i ended up just sitting in my house and having a couple drinky poos and talking to some random people on hello talk and it's a lot of fun so. so who'd you talk to what people oh, just people who speak my languages just yeah but what languages like, all of them yeah all of them yeah so that means german me that means french french german spanish chinese and korean yeah. nice man nice and people yeah, in all these fun. countries too yeah and obviously it's not a full replacement for face-to-face -face interaction but It'll have um, to do for you. I mean, yeah, it'll have to. I think something like a language exchange app, it, if you don't have real life options, then it can be a lot of fun. You got to do what you got to do. Exactly. Have you had successful like. experiences with language exchanges long term? 
a few, a few. It, it, okay. it's, it's a little bit difficult to, to find people who will commit. Yes. But you can, you can definitely find people on there. Right. Because that's what it's always found. Because the original iTalkie days, that's what it was all about, right? You could just type in like, all right, I'm learning Ukrainian. So-and-so is learning English. And... You know, learning somebody, learning Sweco, lo que sea, and then uh, you'd find them. And I just found, I don't know, maybe it's just I didn't commit either. And I just heard this that one of the flaws, if you don't do it right, is like, okay, like let's do a half hour of English, then we'll do a half hour of Ukrainian. And I mean, if you're like really, if you kind of buy into each other's like uh, uh, the objectives that you both have, I think it could yeah really be successful i just don't know how many language exchanges like go for a real long time one-on-one so that's why i'm just always curious the about thing the that i realized experience I've, with it. I've taken a lot of classes now with different people on italki that's different no but but it's kind of the same the the thing i'm going to talk You're paying about, somebody though yes but the thing i'm going to talk about is applicable to, to hello talk so certain people are way easier for me to connect with obviously Mm -hmm. right sure like it's very easy for me to talk to certain people and then certain people it's harder to talk to there certain people are harder to talk to obviously and that translates into i talk to you as well you can get someone who is completely different from you you can get someone but i guess like you have a chat on i talk to you before so you can talk to that person to find out what their interests are and what they want to talk Mm -hmm. about and if they're they're uh similar to you or whatnot which is nice because then you can kind of use that as a gauge to see if you actually want to talk to them one-on-one on video, mm-hmm. right? You can't really do that. You can sort of do that with italki because you can watch their intro video and you can read their intro bio to, to kind of gauge, to get an opinion on, on if you want to hire that person or not. But a thing that I realized is that that's not entirely, that's not so easy sometimes. Sometimes it's just a natural thing if you're going to get along with that person or not, which is a thing in real life too as well, right? Some people you just hit it off with, right? And then you become friends and then life is awesome. Oh yeah, like building. (laughs) So I've been, okay, I've really like amped up my eye talking a lot lately. So I know what you're talking about. Uh, since I've been stuck at home for the last little while. Okay, all right. So uh, I know you're you're eager to talk about this. So oh no, yeah. <laughs> well no, it's I've gotten by. I'm almost done. All right. Um, so Ian, tell the world know, what you've been up to, man. Well, I mean, I've uh, <laughs> I'm ex- you know this whole pandemia, you know, I had not never had to get tested, never had to get a uh, quarantine. There, I said it uh you weren't really affected really like covid stayed out of your social circles well i mean out of of the ian sphere for a long time the ian sphere and then uh lo and behold uh because like i just laugh like it's like oh you came back from sweden and you know you crossed an ocean and you you were done it within a day right where it's like i'm just here in my pueblito and then boom lo and behold but Las reglas son las reglas, no? Um, but anyways, it's like, all right, like I'm going full bore here then. Like it's kind of in the back of my mind. If this ever does happen to me, I am just going to let her rip because it's basically being like, hey, Ian, here's a bunch of you time blank check. So let's yeah. go. Um, so yes, like spent a bit of money 
But yeah, but actually, explain what happened. Someone tested positive. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. I don't want to get into social... that. No, no me importa carajo. Like no, but, but in... you got to give the context. You're, <laughs> no, you're, I'm in quarantine. You by law, you by law yeah. have to stay inside for 14 yeah, days. Yeah, that's it. That's the story. That's the um, context. Okay, there we are. So it's like, all right, I'm at home. Uh, polyglot gathering. That's gonna be May long weekend. Cool, but like, I still got like 10 days or whatever it is. So, um, so I was like. Swacko is talking about how he just got his italki tutor uh, for Portuguese. I was like, all right, I got to find one of those. Uh, I'm doing these two Alliance Francaise classes. So French is covered. That's cool. Uh, boys, Ukrainian, it's super fun when you let a language go rusty on you. But then you just start, you're like, I'm going to book an hour session and just start chatting away the girl and uh, uh, your teacher. And uh, it's fun when stuff starts coming back to you. Like you feel, you almost feel more badass from not having studied something and remembering it compared to like, like my yeah, German I know that like right now, yeah. like my German, if I had, like, I'm studying a pile of German right now. So that's how I keep up with that. But with Ukraine, it's just like, oh yeah, there's that word. It was in the brain there somewhere. Um, so I kind of main languages, but then I also like being a dabbler, I've got some like solid basic hundred to 200 phrases in like a bunch of languages. So Turkish, uh, esperanto uh chinese so i was like just bored at home so i booked tutors for all i think i have nine different italki tutors right now <laughs> turkish did you do turkish too yeah turkish and man did like, you do uh, it did you do an italki class in turkish two yeah man. you did two so, holy crap yeah, I was just like, I'm, bored. <laughs> nice. I'm bored like i just want to test this out like once life kind of gets back to normal it won't be the same but yeah, so this is going back to the vibe question. Like some of them across all those languages, like I'm going to be okay, frankly honest, like I, I booked a Russian one for a half hour just to kind of see, riff off of my Ukrainian for a bit. And yeah, it wasn't like the best of vibes. So, but the, the vast majority were good. And um, I guess basically when I'm the guy paying though, like their job is to pay attention to me the entire time. Like I am... <laughs> in their hands right whereas when you're with a language exchange i guess you're just constantly i don't know like that's what i was wondering like do you split it up like 50 50 or like that's, how does that work exactly yeah that's the that's the unwritten rule is that you just split up as 50 50 as you can yeah uh, i mean not not everybody abides by that because you either have so you either have somebody who will split it evenly um some somebody who only wants to practice english i mean in our case since we're since we're all english speakers there will be mm -hmm. the people who just want to practice english with you and then there will be the other people um no they're not as many but there are a few who um are not confident and a little bit shy mm -hmm. and they just stick to your target language mm -hmm. yeah Right. But most people split it up fairly evenly. And where do you fall within those categories? I, I, well, you guys know me with my OCD. I try to go from perfect 50. It has to be on the second the same. <laughs> like if you're at the yeah, end it's... of the, if you're at the end of the exchange and you have like three seconds more of French, you gotta, you gotta get three more yeah. seconds of English just to get yeah. perfect. No, no, it's not that bad, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. the best. It's the most economical and could be like really fun too. You just gotta like, 
or what is it i've seen complaints online where people do find a language exchange partner and then the language partner will like bail on them right because yeah you're not there's no money up. at stake yeah exactly here, it's right? unprofessional. Like, well i mean it's more unprofessional say so you're like i talk you to you're like bailed on you well now you got like hey give me my 10 bucks back or 15 bucks yeah. back or whatever whereas like if your language partner doesn't show up well then like whoop the whoop like no so, it's professional all the i talk he's professional right like they're scared of a, getting bad con- reviews that's why they correct right yeah them. yeah uh-huh yeah no for sure it's like that it's like the uber system right like uh i don't like i talk you you don't rate the students do you i don't think i ever no, no, I don't think no, you can no. rate students on Italki. <laughs> I wonder what my rating would be. I, I yeah. never even looked into the option. I didn't. It no, didn't I don't think there is. I don't think there students. is. Well, guys, no. let me tell you, I have a five star rating on Uber. So, uh, oh wow, look at Mr. <laughs> not a big Market. deal, but I, yeah, it'd be sick if I had a five. I better have a five star rating on Italki as well. <laughs> anyway, anyway, that's interesting though. Okay, yeah. so Senor. Ian, mm-hmm. you had a bunch of italki classes. Anything else? Yes. What else have you been up to? Uh, well, the polyglot gatherings, lots of fun. So how um, was that? Tell us about that. Really good, man. Like you guys participated in it last year, so it was basically the same, same format. And yeah, man, the polyglot world is uh, it ain't that big. Like it's getting bigger, but you start in real life and attending some of these conferences online. Like it's a lot of the same people, which is fun because it's just like man these are dedicated people in the community and i think they had over a thousand participants this year online i didn't really take partake in any of the the social um aspects of it like still been busy doing other stuff like said hockey playoffs sports are going on like all that jazz but uh fun talks and uh our my old friend introduce you guys to briefly esperanto always lots of esperanto at these events and i've took i've taken two esperanto italki classes and man that's another one too you feel like a rock star when you like no way you form those man, tell us about that esperanto italki class. yeah first of all who was your teacher uh it's a girl in colombia uh really yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's man, awesome man we're just all over esperantists all over the place and uh um yeah yeah like so they're like, okay, I, I basically know all the, the standard rules, like the nouns and with O's and um, the adjectives and A's. If it's in the accusative case, add an N. If it's plural, add a J. So it's such, it's so logical. And like, you just know when I talk, you when you've made a mistake, like instantaneously, because it's like, oh, wait, like, no, this is, this is an adjective. It needs to end in an A. So yeah, man, like basically what we were doing in the car that day when we drove out to go skating that day during the boot camp just imagine doing that in an italki class and, oh uh, my god so uh yeah yeah no it's real cool and uh and actually there's an, i haven't watched much of it yet but there is a, an entire presentation at the polyglot gathering in, in, in esperanto in esperanto and it's got like the text too and everything so it's like dude montreal 2022 i'm gonna go Oh, here here now folks i'm going to the esperanto i'll take conference. a drive up to montreal so, yeah for dude for you it's i'll like, take a drive up dude not a big deal I'll, so, take, I'll do that drive it's uh yeah it's it's fun and like i was because i was just like ah because i talk he has everything right they even have language listed that they don't actually have teachers for like they have all the languages so 
it was like Esperanto, and then boom, like let's go. <laughs> I'll do that. I'm stuck at home, so uh, why not? I feel so, like you could learn um, if I prepare like a month before that conference you start need, practicing and then i'd go that would be perfectly fluent seriously seriously you already know like you know all of us already know like the grammar so it's yeah, just me parolas like, esperanto uh-huh uh-huh vi parolas esperanto yes like, yes yeah yes. <laughs> so yes. yeah yeah i mean when you're you can't you don't really have uh options and um i mean we, let's switch this i'm curious because cody and I, I think we were comparing uh uh korean tutors i got a, a new korean tutor and great energy like it's actually being a teacher myself i kind of s- get different energies from different teachers too and like my new korean teacher is like great great energy super enthusiastic uh too so it's like me as a teacher gives me ideas actually seeing mm. um that with my uh brazilian portuguese tutor we just broke down a song for the entire lesson which was actually kind of fascinating at first i was like uh, you never know like she's like all right here's the youtube video watch it with the lyrics and stuff and then we went through it, and then they're like portuguese right now like especially songs like i understood about 80 percent then like the 20 percent that i didn't get we like broke those down went through examples into the meanings and then she's like all right go re-listen to the song and then like it made the listening to the song a whole new experience um i've done that so okay yeah, so that's two- a pretty sweet and that's a common and pretty sweet uh, language learning trick or activity is to go through song lyrics it's and that's really a way fun. to learn learn the argo the slang yes. the, the saying the dichos mm-hmm. oh, as well absolutely like and like lots of uh yeah the uh-huh the dichos for sure like what was this one like uh sol no filet which means like only the filet which is like an expression of like only rich people eat the eat the filet because the song was called uh, Burgensia by uh, Jorge So. And yeah, he's like, he's basically like critiquing like rich people in Brazil or something. But she's yeah, like, like oh, how so sweet is that? Way. Yeah. That's and awesome. then she, uh, she, we broke down this cool verb, Zoar, Z O A R. I haven't heard that. What the hell is that? And then she's like, ah, it's kind of like, you're you're making fun of somebody but like but it's also like a joke that you're telling on them so it's got like these multiple meanings and you're like oh like, okay cool and it's totally from the context of a song so i mean yeah in these lessons you get like just different ideas and like in my own teaching i was like i need to do like i do play music and stuff but i need to like break down lyrics more and like you said like the argo yeah so, no it's, uh, it's kind of nice to go and uh, look at lyrics and yeah, learn yeah. them and then you can uh-huh. sing along too Oh yeah, uh huh. And then That's when you the put that part. song on a playlist, you're like, yeah, you can, hey, you can yeah, sing you along, right? Yeah, and like a That's certain what I do in the car. Up. So, and then, um, do you guys? Okay, I mean, let's get into our our vocabulary conversation, maybe. Because what I've been Ooh. doing through a lot of these iTalk classes, like new stuff will come up, and it's just like, all right, like write that down, write that down, and then probably by the end, especially after an hour, I may have like fifteen to twenty new words. Do you guys do anything like kind of similar when you're taking italki classes? Uh, Cody, I'll, I'll throw it over to you first. Yeah, okay. so um, <laughs> with my italki classes as a student, I have taken a page out of my own book as a teacher. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because something I do with every single one of my students on italki is I, I create a, a Google document for them. And anytime we come across something they don't know, I write down a sentence 
or an explanation that puts the word in context. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I usually don't give a translation. Nice. Like everything is just in the Tari language. It's just put in a very clear context. And um, I, I thought I thought that was so nice for my students that when when I started my own classes, I I tell all my teachers I'm like, hey, like I've got this Google document that I want you to write in, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I wanted to see like how it worked on me, right. and it's yeah. yeah, it's really nice. So um, the teacher, every time you come across something you don't know, or every time you make like a big mistake, they write down the corrections or they write down an explanation, and um, and then I just after the class. Um, I mean, in theory, I don't always do this, but <laughs> in theory, I will either review after class or before the next class just to see what we did last class. And whenever I go through it, um, yeah, it really helps. Like I just look at things and um, I look at a certain word and I'm like, oh yeah, we, that's when we were talking about this during mm -hmm. the time. Class. Yeah, those connections. Everything, everything helps. It, it, it really helps to form solid memories and associations so that's what i do personally with my hockey classes so so i'm gonna second that because that's what i do too but i have a different mechanism of doing it we just tend to use the skype group chat or the chat mm -hmm. window yeah and yeah. everything that you write there gets stored there which means that i can go back and yes. review it and i yeah. really like when teachers do that when they're actively like if there's a phrase or a word or whatever that comes up that i don't know we learn it and then we write it in the chat at the same simultaneously. And then I'm able to go back and see it. Right. When so I, I do that all the time, which is nice. When I first started teaching on italki, that's what I was doing. And then I switched over to the Google document because I just found it was more organized. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, it's the yeah. same thing. It's essentially, it's just whatever you prefer. Now I want to get into this because this is interesting to me. So when I learn new things, I always, I have found that it benefits me to write it down somewhere, anything. Let's mm -hmm. say, let's say vocab, for example, it benefits me to write it down somewhere that I'm able to go back and review it. Right. Like, what do you, how are you writing that? Like on a notebook? Okay. Or... I'm, I, I, I'm happy you asked. So I sent you guys the, 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 the picture oh my of my setup here. My brain my, exploded. My brain exploded. What did you uh, send? Tell computer. the listener what you sent. So I sent, so basically, first of all, this is what I have, right? So I'm, I'm going to explain what I have first. And okay, then, so okay. basically what I did was to, to take a picture of what I have and I sent it to you guys. But what I have is that I have my monitor up here on my computer, my secondary monitor. And on my monitor, I have, because I have a PC, a Windows 10. So I have the sticky notes. I have the sticky notes. Everyone who has a PC, PC Windows 10 yeah. knows what a sticky note is. Gotcha. So I have three sticky notes with vocab lists, extensive vocab lists in three languages. English, Spanish, and French. Mm -hmm. And every time I come across a word that I have to look up, I log it in one of these lists. Always. Right? Mm -hmm. And what I do every once in a while, you know, every once in a while when I have time and I'm sitting on my computer, go I go back and I review it. The whole list. No, well, not even the whole list. Or I like, go through like 10 words and I make okay, sure that okay. I learn them. Yeah, and okay. by doing that, it actually works as a mechanism to retain vocabulary and it works exceptionally well. Cause if you go back and review it, let's say three times, the words in there, it stays. And this has been my, I've tried a bunch of different things. I used to do this on my phone, but the problem is that it's so annoying to be on my phone. This is so easy. Cause I'm always on my computer and cause it's a sticky note. 
It's on my desktop. Is always it's always there, and I can always go to it whenever I'm bored. Essentially, whenever I'm on my computer. Now, what I want to say is that you know we have this debate. So I took a picture of this. Of this, so it looks a little intimidating. Well, you got like three you, columns. Yes, I have three columns with a bunch. And you now, know, is if, that the same can, word in all lang- like? No, 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 no. It's not. It's not. There's a so bunch of an English list, a French list, and a Spanish list. Three columns, but th- these are lists, too, so I can scroll, right? I can scroll for a long time to get through the entire list because I've been building on this for a while, especially like the English one because I started with English and Spanish and the French is fairly new. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's hundreds of words in there. But it's nice. Uh, it's nice. I forgot what I was going to say, but... Well, just uh, how you retain vocabulary with it. Yes, it's very, I think it's important. I think it's important to have some type of list where you log vocab. If you're serious yeah, about yeah. learning vocabulary, which I am, I'm a vocab guy. If you're serious about learning vocabulary. <laughs> We're all vocab guy. You can't be a language guy and not be a <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Such so a I'm, cop. Like, yeah, of course. You're yeah, but I'm, okay, I'm a language guy. I'm a language guy. I need my, I need to. <laughs> no, I just do grammar. No, screw vocab. <laughs> oh, wait, crap. I accidentally activated the sound <laughs> on the hockey game and it messed yeah, up everything. No but now I'm fine. So <laughs> this is the mechanism that I found works best for me. And you know, we were talking about before I sent a picture of, of yes. my screen and it looks a little intimidating, you know? But for me, it works. Well, I did, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Or what did you think when I sent the picture? Well, I just see. I just organize something like that differently. That's the only difference. Well, how do you? How would you organize? Memorize, so? memorize. Like I would just put it. So I would have like all those lists in a memorized course and then i would review it individually so i'm like on my screen i would only have like one word at a time so that's just like a brain thing so that is that but that's a lot more work though because then you actually have to put it into a memorized course and that takes a lot of time for me it's very easy because every time i just find a word to throw it up there and that's it then it's there and then i can just go back well, and memorize you have quick like copy and paste things i think if you have like the commas in between like there are quick ways like people are all like anki does a lot of that like sure sure you got the format that you like and then okay so now what if you see an individual word and you don't know the meaning of it what do you do no but i have the translations i have like the word and then the translation next to it oh i see in english in english in english okay okay right yeah yeah, my my english list i have a translation in english like a synonym right because i have the english list as well right okay i can have octothorpe octothorpe is in the list you guys remember octothorpe yeah (laughs) of course yeah um okay because that's my always been my wonder is like just for other people is for me big time is like how often do i need to revisit a word now, obviously, if you follow like a space repetition uh, system, like which memorize, that's all it is. Like all of your, your most of your repetitions are front loaded, right? So it's like, okay, I need to see this word a lot to start, but the more I see it, the less, like the longer I can go without seeing it. So I get when people say like they just traditional study, like they just look over what they've learned. So that's probably why it's like really important when you just get new words like written down in italki. Okay, look those over right away. But then I'm just like, like the words you're looking at, are they mostly new or they've been on your list for a while? And like, so obviously what the frequency ones, do you look at them? That's yeah. a fantastic question. So the ones that it's interesting, because if I go up to the top of the list, those words are obvious to me now. Like they're those like your not, oldest one. Yes, the oldest words. Yes. And I'm like, how yes. did I not know what that meant? Right stuff like that right 
Uh Um, And then if I go down, it becomes progressively harder and harder because I've reviewed them less. Right. Mm. Uh, And it's interesting to see that because that gives me that, that reaffirms that my method works. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because the more, the farther down you get, the more difficult the new or the words are. Right. And so, I mean, like I review that I go on this like every other day and I look through the, the lists and I might only mm-hmm. spend like two or three minutes, but I look through the lists yeah. every, cause it's always in my face. Right. I log in my computer. Bam. I have it's it there. there. I was like, oh, I might right. as well just go That's review. That's a good hack. Mm-hmm. Um, so my question to you, Ian, cause I know, yes. I know you're a big vocab guy too. <laughs> and I know you're, you're, you're a little bit more traditional conservative. You have notebooks. <laughs> Ooh, right, you I have no. Love, I haven't had a notebook in years, love the man. Notebooks, dude. But you love notebooks. Oh my god! Love so my it. question to love you is: it. How do you organize your notebooks? Like, how do you organize? Do you take the word, the vocab, in your notebooks afterwards, and and uh, import them into italki? Not italki. Memorize. Memorize. Or, or how or, do you org- how do you organize vice. your vocab re- sure. retaining method? Sure. Yes. Process. I can get into this for sure. Um, yeah. We'll get to you, Cody. Tone. Don't worry, bud. Yeah, like traditionally, so I remember, okay, I can, I can give you a little, a slight backstory about just copying stuff. So uh, the author, um, oh, who wrote the book, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? I need to know that fact. Hunter S. Thompson. So what he would do to be like a great writer, he wrote, he just wrote out word for word, Ernest Hemingway. He wanted to know what it felt like to uh write like that like he just copied it word for word so just something in like copying something like getting a feeling for something so i don't know if there's exactly a connection with language learning but what i do like to do and this is specifically for languages i'm less familiar with um back in the day like i just took a french textbook i had like a bunch of dialogue and stuff and i just wrote out the lines like i wrote out word for word what was in the book because I found something I've other polyglots have talked about this, like Wendy Botes too, something about like just the tactileness of writing it. And I don't know, like brain hand connection. Like I'm not a, I don't know all the ins and outs of that, but there's some people that swear by it. And so me too, especially with Korean, because what I would do with Korean uh, before I was keeping like a steady notebook is like, I would do like 10 words on memorized. Okay. But I didn't have it written down anywhere, nowhere to be seen. Then I go back the following time. Actually, no, this is even while I was actually learning the words, like I would just forget. Like I'd be like two minutes ago because Korean, it's all the, the hangul goal. You got to remember the symbols, the right order and stuff. And sometimes the memorized course is pretty merciless with you. If you like mess up one space or one letter, like you're pooped, mm-hmm. like you're going to get an error. Uh, it won't go through. So anyway, I was like, hey, wait, I'm just going to make a, I'm just going to write it out. And then when I go to actually learn it on Memorize, it's right there. So when I have to like print, like type out the stuff, like I just have it there. So for like a language I'm not familiar with, not an anchor language at all, um, you Korean was going to be my strategy. It's basically like, it's basically having like, it's like an open book test the whole time then. Cause I'm just like, okay, this is how you do that. Write it. And then what I've really enjoyed though, in the process of learning is, I do feel some kind of sense of, uh, you know, like after you've built a chair or if you've like gardened or something, like you've made something with your hands. So that goes back to that like tactile connection with it. Um, Like I didn't do this for Portuguese, not doing it for Italian, not doing it for Ukrainian, Russian. It's already, that's already kind of like 
logged in my head, but for like unfamiliar languages. And then, yeah, during my, my italki courses, all my classes, right? I just have an italki book right now. So I'm in that language, just write down the new words, write down the new words, then go log that onto like memorize just, is just my tool. Like, I feel like it was just made for me. Like, I know it's not everybody's, but that's just how I kind of keep my record. And then, yeah, traditional in the sense of like, yeah, you got a notebook at the end of it with all your notes. An interesting uh, argument you made. They're tactile. You have to like be in touch with it, right? Like you have to write it, right? Mm -hmm. That's what you Well, mean. especially with something unfamiliar. I would not be doing this for Portuguese. That's, that's, I can type that out. It's in my brain. It's log, but then there's something about. It's like almost getting it in your muscle. Writing it, here, slowing right? it down. Uh-huh. And then now I've written out those like Hangul characters like hundreds and hundreds of times each because I just keep taking notes from the talk hmm. to me in Korean course and the memorized course. I still like so I've just I'm almost finished taking all the notes for level six of talk to me in Korean. Now that doesn't mean I've learned level six talking in Korean. I've just like written it out and I will go back to it and then I will have a record of all that. I buy that argument. I, I think that's so a fair argument especially with well, something where writing is important, right? Because you can do it on the, you could be able to do it on the computer too, right? You could, could download yeah. the Korean symbols, the keyboard, right? And you could do it, but it's not the same because you don't already know the alphabet. Like you, I could do that for friend. I could practice my French writing by, yeah. do, by just typing out the words right on my keyboard. Well, but well, it's not, but it's not the same because it's just like the regular voc the vocabulary, vocabulary, right? Yeah. Okay. Let's get Cody. I the got same I got something more to say to that too. But that's what I mean. Let's same alphabet. Cody. Cody's got. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna chime in here. That's all right. right. Yes. Okay. So, um, for for me personally, just talking about the way that I learn languages. It, so in a perfect world, if I could just like we were talking about before we just started recording, in a perfect world, if I could just get paid to learn languages all day. <laughs> then my work day would be just me with a traditional textbook in a traditional classroom. That is the perfect method for me personally. I know a lot of people are maybe like rolling around when they, when they hear that, but I don't know what it is, but for me, that's with my first four languages, English or <laughs> German, French, Spanish, and Chinese, that worked so well for me. And I learned really fast um and yeah i don't know what it, especially the whole textbook format like listening exercises vocab lists writing exercises um discussions and everything like that they just worked really well for me but cody and what's your method right now for retaining vocabulary yeah so here is or logging issue vocabulary I, yeah here's an issue that i've been running into lately because uh, the one, one of the biggest problems in my life, in my everyday life, which I feel a lot of people can relate to this, is just that I feel like I don't have enough time. I feel like there's not enough time in the day because Monday to Friday, I work eight hours a day. And when I'm at work, I can't screw around. Like <laughs> I'm fully engaged in uh, like teaching or creating these materials that my work is having me create. So um, half of my waking hours are immediately gone. And I mean, 
I'm kind of lucky because I can practice Korean in the classroom a little bit with the students, but it's not an ideal language practicing environment because um, my number one concern is controlling the classroom, making sure, making sure the kids are learning English. So it's not like just being in a language classroom where you're there to learn the language. It's like, oh, I just, I need to use it here when I have to, so. Um, but Cody, I'm, you're confusing me now. Like my question was, how do you, if let's say you learn a new word in Korean, how do you law, how do you retain that word? <laughs> just, I'm, I'm getting there. Just bear with me here. Okay. All right. All right. Man. Yeah. So, um, like uh, this whole comes to the whole issue of time. So my free time, um, you guys know this and I'm sure the listeners have picked up on this, that I'm a little too ambitious and I feel like a lot of polyglots can relate to this because, I mean, it takes a lot of ambition to want to learn a lot of languages. So um, I feel like if you have too many things you want to do in the day, you never have enough time to do things. And so during my free time, I've got other things and other goals that I'm working on in addition to languages. So I don't have too much time to just sit down with it textbook and my favorite method of learning vocabulary and grammar and how to uh, formulate better sentences and things like that. So what I've been doing lately is uh, I've been jumping on the Ian train and I've been trying out memorize again. Nice. It's um, I've been, so when when it comes to language learning resources, what I'm most, my biggest concern right now is like, okay, what's the most efficient way to do this? What's going to cost the least amount of time? Because I can't afford to spend a lot of time on things. So mm-hmm. what I do is on Memorize, I just use the standard Memorize course and I just go through it. And that's how I've been uh, learning vocab in Korean lately. And I find it's, it's, it's not bad, but it's not ideal because my ideal method is something more like what you do, Marcus, where you just sit down and you just like download vocabulary. Like that works really well to me. But that takes a lot of time, right? So, okay. So, Cody, I'm glad we're having this discussion because you're 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 steering this conversation in the direction that I want it to go in. So okay, you good. just you just said that you just go and memorize and you go through all the all the vocab courses there and just learn the vocab. Try to memorize as much vocab as possible, right? Yeah. Now this brings me into my argument against why I don't like doing that because, and we talked about this, Ian. There's no context. There's no context whatsoever. Now, what I do, here's my argument. Hold on. It depends how you're using Memorize. Are you learning an individual word, a phrase? No, but okay, listen, that's still, even though if it's just a phrase, there's no context. Yes, there is. Yeah, there is. Okay, okay, but let me finish my argument and then you can can get some time to elaborate on what you're thinking. Okay. What I do is that, let's say I read a news article and I'm reading about the the, I don't know, anything, coronavirus, what, whatever. I come across a word that I don't know. I look it up. First of all, I'm able to sort of understand what it means already just by context, but I mm-hmm. still look it up. I look up the definition. I look up a couple, couple other examples and I'm like, that's exactly what that means. That's awesome. But if I just leave it at that, it's, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna go away. Right. It's gonna, it's gonna, exit my sphere of of conscience right i'm not going to be able to reuse it or utilize it 
So that's why I write it down, right? So there's always a context. And then when I go back to the list, my list, I always see, I can immediately recognize where I learned that word from usually, usually because there's that connection to it, right? And when I have that connection, it becomes so much easier to use and to retain. Mm -hmm. And it was my impression that you were doing this, the same thing with memorize Ian, that you Mm -hmm. stumbled upon a word, you, um, you collected that word and you entered it into memorize and you used memorize as a tool yes. to help you review, review these words, right? Overlearn. Uh-huh. Now, the problem is that I find personally, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's a problem for me. It might not be a problem for another person. But when I go on to memorize and just go through words without any context, that's, it's very hard for me to, to, to make that, yeah, yeah. No, to retain those vocab, those words. It's much harder because there's a lack of context. Plus, I don't find it as amusing. It's not as, as stimulating uh, a method of learning language or learning okay. vocab, right? So I'm, I'm surprised that you find this method. Or do you find the method effective, Cody? I... Yeah, so, um, you know, it's just road memorization actually works really well with me. That's why I like something like memorize so well. Yeah, but like, are you able to use word. that word? Yeah. You might know what it means. Yeah. But you... Really? Okay. Yeah. But you still got to make sure you're learning relevant stuff. Like you <laughs> oh, of course. Gotta... And it's yeah. it's not like I'm only using. Like, honestly, yeah. memorize is just like a fun game for me during my work break right now. Yeah. Which. <laughs> and then um, in my free time in the morning before I go to work, like <laughs> if I actually manage to get around to it, then I that's when I crack open my textbook and that's when the real learning begins. And All then right, obviously yeah. throughout the day at various points, I'm listening to podcasts and I'm chatting with people and things like that. So I've got a lot of, this is why it's very important to be very, and you guys all agree with this, it's very important to be really eclectic with your resources mm-hmm. in language learning. Because yeah, if, oh, if I was just all day just sitting there with memorized learning individual, oh, that's useless. Like, of course, yeah. yeah. But it's just another tool in my toolbox. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. All right, Ian, yes. what were you gonna so, say, man? Well, it's it's better to remember not all memorized courses are created equally. So remember that. Yeah. Because th- there's the official memorized courses, but then 99% of memorized courses are user generated. So when you have user-generated stuff, you're going to have absolute turd piles and you're going to have gold, especially if that has audio. So like, let's say, so you talk about like context. Well, I think it's important because the problem if you get in too much context sometimes is you're going to overwhelm. So I find sometimes you need like building bricks to build a context sometimes. And this is just to be, to remind us, this is like for beginner levels like i don't use memorize for french i don't use it for spanish i'm still wait i'm getting it's basically becoming irrelevant for me for portuguese so this is just all going back to like those beginner a1 a2 life so okay let me just give an example with korean i got my notebook as you can see so okay so there's a word jaju jaju kori jaju in korean What's Jaju? Just fill it in. What's Jaju? Jaju, like often? Jaju, often, right. Okay. My yeah. favorite word now, Chongmao Jaju. <laughs> yeah, very often. Go on, go on. Very often, really often. Okay. Kongbu Jaju Heo. 
Oh, okay. So so study often. All right. So I just took three things there that I built up. I started with the word chachu. Am I saying that right? Jaju? Chaju. Chaju. Thank you. Chachu. Um, Okay. Then I added chongmal chachu. So now I'm starting to get a bit of a uh, a phrase going, almost cooking, because I, I got my one building block, now I'm adding on to it, okay, and then now I'm making a phrase, which is arguably the context of chachu, so kongbu chachu heyo, so I started with this chachu, chaju, chongmal chachu, and then a phrase, so memorize is really good at, you got like your, basically like your first thing, so like, all right, I got the vocab word, like totally new, and now I'm going to build upon this so there's the word where if i was just to only study chachu all the time that was like just on my list individually it'd be like okay often often but then i'm seeing it put into a context right after i've learned it so arguably i'm reinforcing a word there and i'm also building a phrase which actually has a lot of patterns to it in korean like i could say i could take any verb now and say i do that very often so now, so just from like those steps, and then that's basically what memorize is, is to like, you just start small, build up the phrase. And now as, and then the more you get it right, the less you have to review it, the more you get it wrong, the more you have to review it. And yeah, that's, that's, that's just the process. That's the idea. And you can do and that for the- 15 minutes during a work break, or you can do it like me five hours a night. Like, <laughs> like, that's the thing. like you just kind of go as hard as ham as you want to. That's for the beginning so that's that's how i use it as a tool okay interesting so so ian yeah you just said that you just use memorize for your beginner languages correct how do you learn vocabulary for your advanced languages that's a lot of reading speaking no but Um, how do you retain what's your method of retaining it well, okay, I'll give you an example. I'll, I'll give you an okay, example, sure, and then you example. can tell me what you would do with this example. Sure. All right. So today I learned the word inverosimil. Inverosimil. Do you know what that, that means again. in Spanish? I've, I've heard that word. I don't know. Inverosimil. I've heard. That means it implausible. I'll give you an example mm, sentence right now, just to oh, teach you. Oh, see, you're doing my jaju thing now. You. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. <laughs> la historia, la historia que nos contó Bernardo, mm. me parece inverosimil. Perfect. Por, Beautiful. Por Beautiful. no decir otra cosa. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so what do you do? You now you learned inverosimil. Mm-hmm. How do you retain it now? What's your process for knowing? So if I ask you what this means, or let's say, what's the, if I ask you, what's the word for implausible in Spanish in two weeks, how are you mm-hmm. going to remember this? Let's, yeah, I might make so inverosimil, I might have to put into a new sentence on my own. Because once you get to an advanced higher level in a language you should start making your own stuff you should start making your own whether that's writing it down using it try using it in a sentence a paragraph um like yeah i've tried to do like advanced vocabulary stuff on memorize i just find it doesn't work now what you just told me right there might be just enough to remember it i might it not might be to. but i promise you it's probably not going to be so i'm going to ask you this i'm going to do this experiment i'm going to ask you yeah, this yeah. in two weeks and we'll, we'll see if you can come up sure. with but you know i'm going to tell you what i do okay i take inverosimil i add it to the list tomorrow yeah. 
when let's say before the first thing I do when I get to work, I start my computer, bam, my vocab comes up. I spend just two minutes going through the vocab. I see, oh, inverosimil. I know what that means. And mm-hmm. that reinforces the word in my brain. I'm going to remember it. And then if I do that enough, it's I'm going to be able to utilize it again. It's going to be in my uh, working memory, I guess you can say. See, I think it'd be more valuable if you wrote a sentence with it or you used it somehow it'd be uber extra value if you got to see it like and say you were reading a different article different something and you saw it again hopefully yes yes no that, that that's I'm totally fine with that and that's what i did right i gave you an uh, example sentence yeah when i found the word i was actually sorry this was the word of the day today so i didn't find it out of pure yeah, context yeah. but again stuff like this that's this is this is just it, it it's it's a method that I utilize just to reinforce vocabulary. And I have evidence where I have, I have, I have realized and I have evidence mm-hmm. that this method is very, very effective at retaining vocabulary. And this is right. not, I, like I said, I have this for English as well. Like I just learned transmogrify in English. That's a word, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I wrote God. it down there and then I remember it now because I have it and I've reviewed it in my vocab list. But, but I know a lot of people out there are trying to expand their vocabulary. So what people do is that they sign up for this word of the day. Usually that's what people do when they, when they want to, um, when they want to learn new and they want to expand their vocabulary. But if you just do the word of the day, you see it once, you're not going to, you're yeah. not going to, no, it's not going to work. You're not going to retain it. But what you can do is that you can go back and review it. And I find if I review something, let's say three times, it's actually going to, I'm actually going to retain it. And this is my method okay. of doing it. And it's very effective. Okay. So you just, okay. Did you just say three times? Like, cause, cause that's the thing, like, like a beginner memorized class. It's not just three times. Cause they have like a whole sequence to like when you're supposed to review something. No, I find some words when I, when, when I don't have a cognate it takes longer. Obviously. Oh yeah. But when it's a word that just makes sense to me, then it's, yeah. It's like three times and then it's there. Sometimes right. it's one time, right? Okay. But but right. I mean, I, I feel like this is an important component of, of, yeah. of language learning. How are you going to retain vocabulary? And I feel like a lot of people right. don't have a method for it. And I feel like that's inefficient. And I feel like they should develop a method. No, I agree. Now, I want to ask you guys a question about what do you guys think of like not caring about certain vocab? like be like i see a word super like, controversial super irrelevant controversial irrelevant don't topic. i see a word like i read i read a this an article by uh, barrio Mar- barrio uh, barrio vargas yosa mario vargas yosa in el pais who's a peruvian writer and i like his columns um but he'll, he'll like use some vocab sometime and i can get from the context of what he's saying i don't but then there's particular words. I don't have to know what that particular okay. word means. Like, no me importa. Mm-hmm. So is that if your I position? Get... Is that your position? Well, don't worry about certain words. Absolutely. You should worry about relevant words. If you see an article, two ways I'd, ar- I'd argue. If you see an ar- of a word that's coming up f- quite frequently and you, keep, and you can't keep understanding it, probably an important word. If you can't understand the gist of a main, you can't get the main idea from a sentence, that's like hinging on this word, probably an important word. If it can't meet those two conditions, maybe later in the future I'll learn it, but not now. 
that's your position. Cody, I'm going to throw it over to you before I I'm, give you my powerful opinion on this. No, I'm I'm 100% with Ian on this. So, Marcus, I'm sorry if you feel the other way, but, like, you, you just said a word in, in English that yeah, trans- I, don't, I don't even remember trans- what you said. And yeah. does it matter? <laughs> exactly. Does it matter that I don't know that really obscure word in English? No. <laughs> well, like, so it's here, relevant to you, it's not obscure. Here, here's my Yeah, here's but it's my not rebuttal. relevant to me, exactly. so why do I need to Can know I come that? with my rebuttal now? So yeah, it's very easy. It's super easy. Super well, straightforward re- rebuttal. All right. Here's the rebuttal. Sure. Why not? Why not? Why because not just learn time, bro? Cody was talking about how he's pressed for time. He's going to take yeah, time, time to learn all that stuff. Yeah, time is a limited resource. Yeah, but I, I, I find... I, look, look. I find that that is a... Sorry, I'm going to be a little touche here. It's a little lazy. I find <laughs> that being a little lazy. <laughs> and, 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 okay, it's efficient. Come on. No. Okay, no, come on. Can I finish this? <laughs> I have a method here where I'm able to, I'm basically a vocab learning machine. That's what I am right now. I have fin- I have figured out a method to learn and retain vocabulary in a diff- in a bunch of different languages without spending a lot of time doing it. Like it, it is super, because I'm learning everything at the same time. Like the number, the, the time required per word acquired for me is very low. Because, you know, it just, it just takes, I look at it one time, it takes like 20 seconds, write it in, in, into my list, I add it to my list, and then I just go back and it takes five seconds to review it. And then it's there. Like I, I, prob, I transmogrify, I probably spend 40 seconds total, 40 seconds learning that word. It, it's just, I've, I've, I've created okay. an effective method of learning words like transmogrify or octothorpe. And now I know those words. And is it going to benefit me Benefit me personally knowing those words? Probably not. But is it going to be a disadvantage? Definitely not. You know, it might have a benefit because, you know, if that word were to come up in a context, then I would know what it means. So that would be a benefit, obviously. If. if. Well, it has come up. Octothorpe and Transmogrify have. And <laughs> that, that's obviously yeah. a benefit. Even though it's rare, it has benefited me. Right. It has it has given me a benefit. Right. And then you can talk about how how important that benefit is to my personal general well-being. And it's probably negligible. Right. Okay. But I do appreciate you no know, have I, I do appreciate having learned those words now. So my argument is, you know, honestly, it's a very small time commitment just putting in a little effort learning those words that you don't that that are so rare that you don't use them essentially ever, right? But it does give you a benefit and it does, and it definitely does not, um, it definitely does not, it's definitely not a disadvantage. No. Well, I'd only like, argue it's a disadvantage if you could use your time for other ways. Yeah, but imagine all the time we waste doing trivial things. Yeah, but this is the thing. Wouldn't you spend like, you know, a couple minutes just learning a couple of random words every day if you could? I do that. Okay, Cody, go ahead. It's a very small time commitment. Yeah, but and um, so I know maybe the average person wastes a lot of time during the day, but I this is something that I've been working on the past few years just in my personal life is like really streamlining how I live every Mm -hmm. day. Mm-hmm. And I don't waste a lot of time. I don't screw around. And every, everything I do in my day, 
has a purpose or not i'm not every single thing like it's not like i'm not a robot obviously but <laughs> the way i have my days structured i try to cut out as much of the trivial stuff as much as i possibly can and even with that it's um it's a little bit of a double-edged sword because now i don't have a lot of that free time to just experiment with something like creating a vocab list like that. So the very limited time that I do set aside for dedicating just to sitting down and learning languages, um, I have to prioritize how I use that time because I can't just, I can't just change up my method every time because that's not effective. Like when you go to the gym, you don't just do random workouts every time you go, like you generally have a set structure of how to do it. So Mm -hmm. Um, whenever I find the time to sit down and learn a language, I'm using my textbook and I'm able to learn a lot of vocabulary through that. Cause there's always vocab lists and there's always lots of sentences and examples and things like that. So, um, that's just, that's just what works for me. If, if, if I had to do something like your method, Marcus, then, um, that's what, how I would have to spend my time is just purely to the vocab lists. And I don't really want to do that. Okay. I get. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Two I, things. I got two things. Okay. Go ahead. I've been talking too much. Go ahead, buddy. Okay. All right. Let's do a little trivia. Um, how <laughs> you know many, what, you know, words... I love trivia. I know you guys love trivia. How many words on average? And then when I say words, I know this is all like. I'm not using like a frequency list. How many words to get to a B1 level in a language? Don't Google it, please. No, of course not. Of course not. Maybe, maybe. Uh, 2,000. Excellent. Bing, ding, ding. Really? 2,000 words for B1. This might be controversial say, in other like languages. 8, okay. How many words for B2? Okay, let's say it's a linear increase. Let's say 4,000. Five Boom. Correct. And then B2 6, is 4,000. Hold on. Oh, B2 is uh, no, 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 no. Okay. This it's not be, linear? This might be the trick. All right. How many for C1? I'm going to say 6,000. 8,000. Oh, so it's not linear. Holy. Whoa. How whoa. much for C2? 20,000. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. What was the okay. right answer there? 8,000? Sorry. Okay. So let's, re let's review. B1, 2,000. B2, 4,000. C1, 8,000. So C2. I'm going to say 14,000. 16,000. 16,000. Wow. Oh, Exponential. <laughs> Exponential. Okay. All right. So let's say. All right. Let's just say you get to C2 even. Because actually, if I was to test my Spanish out right now, I'm hoping I'd be on the brink of C2. If I want to get to C2 in Spanish, that's 8,000 words. Okay. Eight, I got to double that for my C1 to get to C2. Now you take that logic. I could become B1 in four other languages if I apply my energy to that compared to just expanding my knowledge of Spanish that much. So this is the concept of diminishing returns that I found with like constantly 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 growing my vocab if i was like completely focused on it because i'd be like ah, oh, yeah like of course but then it's like this is all opportunity cost life is nothing but opportunity cost elsewhere it's trade-offs 
So it's like, yeah, man, I could get a sick Spanish vocab if that's all I did. But I'd rather hit B1. You guys know B1's fun. You're you're riffing. Yeah. So yeah. I could riff in Chinese, Turkish, Esperanto, and I don't know, Latin, whatever. Or I could like try and get to like a C2 and just like expanding my vocab, expanding, 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 expanding. What do you want to do in life? Well, it depends. It depends on the person and how how dedicated they are to a certain language and how relevant it is in their life. I know, I know for I lots of people, I like agree. English is like that. Like they just want to be, like, how many people learning English have you run into that say they want to speak like a native speaker? It's like almost mm-hmm. everyone, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So Ian, you're treading into the most controversial topic in polyglotism. Oh, how to how to de- dabbling versus learning something uh oh, very intense argument yes yes, yes so yes, what absolutely. you base that's that's exactly what you just said mm-hmm. what do you because because the the controversy is that the people that put in all the effort into obtaining like b1 in like a bunch of languages they get mm-hmm. more attention in the polyglot youtube yes. scene or whatever than the people like matt versus japan who was putting who was putting all his time into becoming c2 in japanese i mean matt, right. matt matt versus japan he could probably learn like 20 different languages to like b1 just to with the equivalent effort of attaining c2 in japanese right arguably or something like that i don't know what that number is but obviously you could learn a number of different languages or he could attain b2 level or b1 level in the number of different languages with that, that same equivalent effort right so yeah. so here, here's my position on this and i feel like this is a very diplomatic position but it's honest this is what i actually think mm-hmm. i think there should be a mix i think you should i think you should allocate time to actually obtain c2 in a few different like let's say two languages 16 thousand words yes i think this is my position on it though this is my position though because that's when you you actually you fully develop the secondary language personality of yours right like you've actually developed ian spanish ian like it's it's Uh a fully developed identity of yours because if you just do b1 that's not you haven't fully developed your identity you're able to speak the language but you haven't really developed your that part of yeah I'm, I'm with Marcus on this one because mm-hmm. this really comes out when you when you talk to people like for example when you talk to someone who identifies as bilingual like let's say somebody who's raised in Canada and they speak English and I don't know like they speak uh, Hindi or something like that person can switch seamlessly between both languages like well, they take, take Sweco for example yeah like you with English and Swedish like you can switch seamlessly and there's no there are there no issues Mm -hmm. like maybe of some like super complicated subject that you don't know about but that's just like technical knowledge at that point but right and i want to obtain that level in spanish too that's my goal right that's why i'm doing spanish continuously and i don't stop because i want to obtain i want to speak spanish like i speak english yeah i think that's Mm -hmm. a noble Goal. And that's something that I would like to, to work on um, with one of my, I haven't decided which one it's, I think it'll depend on which one I end up teaching in public schools. Like that's the one that I'll really want to be like perfect quotation marks. In. <laughs> right. But I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have the chance to finish my position entirely. Oh, sorry. Cause I do 
appreciate the ability of obtaining that B1 level in other languages as well, which is why I dabble. I do dabble. I do Portuguese. I do Russian. I do Esperanto, stuff like that. I appreciate That's awesome. Like that's, that's just like fun, but I do mm-hmm. have the personal goal of mine is to obtain C2 or whatever native fluency, whatever you want to call it in Spanish, ideally in French as well. Look, like I, I like that. I like how you, uh, formulated that with language identity absolutely absolutely like like forming that is sick it's awesome now if you play a little more of a long game and i'm talking like decades maybe in your life and you just kind of keep a pace you don't let it like things drop off but you just keep it going and then like recently i'm doing an intensive french course this is the most language load i've had on my french because what you can add you can kind of stagnate in some of these languages like i've been a stagnant Mm -hmm. b2 at french for a long ass time so it's good to put like a language load on you sometimes like i'm doing with french it's like putting like a weighted vest on my b2 french because it's like oh i can't i can't like swim in this yet but it's going to be good because i'm going to get through this course and then i'm going to make i'm hopefully going to take a step up take a level up so i was like just eight years kind of just doing the same old jazz but then you put the language load on oh toronto scored okay toronto scored <laughs> um but then that language load that's gonna make me like boom up a step quite a bit now arguably i could have been like working on it eight years working on it working on it working on it but instead i'm just gonna add a little different change up the language loads just like how you should change up your weights sometimes like use real heavy mm-hmm. weights yes i right? agree with that but not coming from a person who speaks two languages at a very high level not speaking like there, there's there's something very special that like you're missing something yeah, if you be. don't have that hyper fluency in at yeah, least one marcus language. is right marcus is right about i just made are, the point. it's different. i just made the point you can make hyper fluency like yes. Matt versus japan did or you could take 20 years to do it yes no 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 no, no. That, that's the point that's the point the only thing I'm trying to say is that I appreciate focusing more on one or two languages okay. just to obtain the hyper fluency mm-hmm. there earlier than all the other ones. And then I can take five decades to learn Russian to, uh, <laughs> to yeah. obtain the same level in Russian, whatever. I'm not in a rush for that, but I am in a rush with Spanish and I'm not, not rushing to learn Russian. I'm not, I'm not rushing <laughs> to learn Russian and I'm not stressed about when I say rush, I don't mean I'm stressing over it, but I am highly motivated and ambitious in learning Spanish to a very high level. And I'm not going to give up on that. Cause I know that if I can do that, that's going to be something very, very special to me. Right. And then I can dabble in all the, all the romance languages, Russian, Mandarin, whatever, Arabic. And, you know, I'm going to, that's going to be, it's another type of pleasure. It's another type of, of ambition, but you know, yeah. that hyper fluency, it is, it's different. Okay. I'm going to, it's different. Okay. I'm going to go a little off the whole like C1, C2 script here. And so my long-term goal with Spanish is to consume as much cultural works as possible and if that r- keeps raising my language, awesome. If it doesn't, pasa lo que pasa. I just want to be able to say I enjoyed the literature. 
I enjoyed the music. I enjoyed the films. I enjoyed the meetups. I enjoyed all of that. And hopefully through engaging in those types of things, it will keep me on my language come up. There you go. Shout out to Mark. Woo. <laughs> nice. I like how you did that. Yeah. And yeah. Th- this is, that's good. It's like, um, that's really, this is really focused on the idea of like, um, not just with language learning, but just with goals in general, just like being outcome focused as opposed to being process focused. And um, there's, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of research that shows that uh, being process oriented with goal setting is, is much more effective than being outcome oriented. Yeah, no, I buy that. I buy that. It's just a more enjoyable way to live life too. Cause if you're focused on the outcome all the time, like you're not like, you can't stop and smell the flowers, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta mm-hmm. stop and smell the flowers. Absolutely. No, for sure. For sure. For I agree sure. with that fully, yeah. but I'm not taking anything. That doesn't take anything away from the oh, fact no, I that know. I think yeah. that everyone should study. No, I'm not going to put it that way. I, I, I can recommend people focusing more on a couple languages and then keep dabbling in their own pace in the other ones. That's the only thing I'm saying. And I'll, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just saying to uh, like Ricardo Simcott doing these... Uh, these Sunday live streams of late, like the last few months, and say, "Oh man, that guy just digs into his Trevor treasure troves of his like language knowledge." And I am just, I'm still in awe, dude. I'm in awe. How you go from like talking about the nuances of Cornish to like something new he learned in Korean to how he studied <laughs> this. At like, I just love the whole over the mapness. So. If that does come at the sacrifice of, say, fully forming a hyper-fluent language identity, then, like, vale la pena también. Because <laughs> it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Yeah. Ricardo es un digo muy Like, imagine, like, no? man, and this something, like, like, Siebel does it too, but he just gets live stream questions in, like, I don't know, 15, 20 different languages and just starts responding back to all of them, like, there's something about the brain traversing that linguistic landscape that I've just been fixated on for quite a while. Yeah, no, I think all of us have to a certain yeah, no, extent. No, for sure. That's why we're all, that's why we all speak. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, I know. I'm just like, man. I agree, dude. I, it, I, no, it's I, pretty I, awe-inspiring. And when, even I'm when you quite, see that, it's like. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's special. It's, it's special to have uh, your core languages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what what languages are you known for? For sure, absolutely, absolutely. Right, I have um, your super super hot, hyper fluency languages. Yeah, that's yeah. my that's my thing. That's my main. So, um, it's awesome, man. It's all it's it's a fun it's a fun pastime. I gotta tell you, absolutely. Especially when mm-hmm. you're in lockdown and quarantine, you have nothing better to. <laughs> and like, I talk. You just like lost, I'm I'm absolutely convinced credit. that a, a normal person without this hobby would have gone crazy during covid but you know it's actually oh, people have got ways to entertain themselves yes but if yes yes but but you know it's different you know if you love watching tv or playing video games you go crazy after a while but with languages okay you go crazy but it's in a nice pleasurable way yeah well i'm not <laughs> talking about watching tv and playing video games like other people have like legit hobbies that they can really dig into like we can like mm-hmm, mm-hmm whatever it is whatever it yeah is. whatever whatever it is it's I nice still to have think, something that 
that you're passionate about mm -hmm. that you enjoy doing. Yeah. By the way, speaking of quarantine, Marcus, I got to ask, have you even quarantined the whole COVID pandemic? No. I had that 24 hour, 24 hours in uh, 27. I think it was 27. 27 so in, in you, uh, I've been to six countries and I haven't quarantined. You <laughs> what's up? Went, and I haven't gone COVID. No COVID, oh no quarantine, <laughs> three tests. That's it. You are one of the luckiest people on the planet. <laughs> right now. So was, suerte como Dios. Oh my god. I was I was on that heater as well until two weeks ago almost. No COVID here. And you know what? You want to know the best part? The COVID curve here in Ontario is going down into the abyss. In Alberta, too. COVID. Have you seen? I don't know if you've been seeing this, Ian, but the COVID yeah, cases in Alberta are down, bro. They're yeah. low. It's good. Super low. In Canada as well. COVID's not going to be a thing here in two weeks because half 52% of the population. Uh, don't bring 60%. up two weeks. Don't bring up two weeks. We're going on a year and a half. Of uh, 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 uh. <laughs> um come on man um okay hopefully right, boys. hopefully uh hopefully mr trudeau lifts the hotel quarantine well so. we know jotate, jotate is on our side he's one of the boys <laughs> <laughs> all right boys. In Ontario. okay awesome pod guys thanks for this thank you guys it. fun great discussion great discussion yeah uh we will see the listener next week when we're back with none other than Azra in the language nerd. So that's coming up, episode 41, folks. So yeah, we'll buddy. see you then. That's gonna All be right. awesome. Sounds good.